This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. It's good to be with you this morning. We are in Genesis chapter 47, and we're, we come along an interesting passage and uh It's a passage that's very revealing. It's very revealing about the way governments operate. It's uh, revealing about the way man oftentimes acts in relation to government. And oftentimes it, it it, it shows us man is as far as his reliance on other outward things for his safety, comfort, food, nourishment, sustenance. And this, this passage is in some ways, it can be disturbing, and in other ways, I think it's very informative in allowing you to see how um, how governments attain and retain power or keep power for long periods of time. And the way we, in even in our country, 250 years ago or more, really almost 275 years ago, we set up our government to, to ensure that the power and the rights of the people would be would be protected and that protection would be placed on them and we and the people would have responsibility for their lives for their future for the common good of the people and the government was instituted to protect that that is that is comes from John Locke and natural law and our views of man and where he comes from and why he exists and uh, who is in charge of man's future and that all being God. And we understood that. But over over 275 years, we see a steady and incremental increase in government control and government power. And that happens naturally in the world because of the sinfulness of man. Remember, Egypt is a picture of the world. And Pharaoh is a picture of the power of darkness over the world or or, or Lucifer. And um, the children of Israel are in the land of Egypt, but the land of Egypt is a place of slavery. It's a place where the world controls rather than God controlling. And you're going to see that in in this process, not only does the government of Egypt or Pharaoh's government under Joseph take control of everything in Egypt, but the people willingly give it and they willingly give it for their lives. And oftentimes, oftentimes that is the case. That is the case that people will give the uh, people will give their lives in order to be sustained, not realizing that their lives are not their own, but their gods. And oftentimes, if you place your reliance on on the government, you will you will become a slave to the government. And you say, well, aren't we slaves to God? We are. We're bond slaves. We're bought at a price. But but I would much rather be. I would much rather be owing all that I have to Christ than owing all that I have 
to a, a government institution or a governmental entity. And even though God ordained government to, to take care of and to administer the people, it is not the government's job to rule over and to enslave the people. And we see that in verse 13. We're going to see how this happens. It says, now there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Can Canaan languished because of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. Remember, Joseph began to store up a certain percentage, I think it was 20% of all the food for the seven years of plenty. Now notice this purchase or this forced bringing in of this food was a governmental program. And the governmental program said that we've got to take care of the future. And the way we're going to take care of the future is you're going to give the government 20% of everything you produce so that when famine comes, we'll have enough to survive, we'll have enough to live off of, and we'll make it through the famine. Now, that's a government program where there is a issue that is developed. There's something to be worried about, something to be concerned of, and it's a genuine concern. This is not a made-up gen crisis like oftentimes we see in the world that we live in that governments create ginned up crisis in order to grab hold of more power. We, we know that this is actually something that's going to happen, but we also know that the people of the land, meaning they gave of their abundance to the government so that in the future they would be all taken care of. And so notice they give of their abundance so that they can have security in the future. Notice what Joseph does. Well, immediately when the famine hits, he begins to sell the grain back to the people. Notice he is selling the grain back to the people. And, uh, and that, that getting that grain back from the government comes at a cost to the government. And so it says that he gathered up all the finances of Egypt. And then in verse 15, it says, so when the money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, and by the way, if money is not treated properly, if it's not acted upon properly, I don't have time in this uh, podcast or this Bible study this morning to explain all the aspects of finances and money. But once it fails, then people go to black markets. They go to selling their resources. And that's exactly what happened. It says, so when the money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, give us bread for why should we die in your presence? For the money has failed, meaning our money is of no value if we're going to die. And we understand that paper money, money that is supposed to be of value in exchange for resources, has no value if the money is plentiful, but the resources are finite or small. And so it says, and if you don't understand what's going on as far as inflation, in the day and age that we live in, that's what's going on. There's a huge supply of money, and there is a limited supply of resources. And when that happens, you're going to have the value of money drop to nothing, and the value of the resources skyrocket, which causes those who are trying to purchase things with money to be able to purchase less. It says, then Joseph said, give us your livestock, and I will give you bread for your livestock if your money is gone. So what did he do? So they brought their livestock to Joseph. 
And Joseph gave them bread in exchange for the horses and the flocks and the cattle and the herds and the donkeys, the donkeys again. Thus he fed them with bread in exchange for all their livestock that year. Notice he's taking up all their money. Then the next year or two years later, he begins to take all their livestock and they give it in exchange for livestock. And then it says, when that year had ended, they came to him the next year and said to him, we will not hide from my Lord that our money is gone. My Lord is also has our herds of livestock. There is nothing left. Notice now they've lost not only their finance and the government has made it such that their finances or their money is worthless in compared to what their needs are. And now they have given away all their herds and donkeys and goats and all their ability, not only to, to make more food, but their ability to sustain themselves with their livestock and eating their livestock. And they said, why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land, buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants of Pharaoh. Give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land may not be desolate. Notice, uh, they say, listen, we don't have anything left except for our land and ourselves. And notice, as the government increases in power and strength, and as the famine continues, what are people willing to do? They're willing to sell their own lives and their own land. And remember, land is the promise. Land is always a picture of the promises of God. They're willing to sell their future, and they're willing to sell the their own freedom in order to gain food. And it says, then Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for Pharaoh, for every man in Egypt sold his field because the famine was severe upon them. And so the land became Pharaoh's. And as for the people, he moved them into the cities and from one end of the borders of Egypt to the other end. Notice he took their land and he moved them into the cities. Notice, as he enslaves the people to Pharaoh, as they become subjects of Pharaoh in every way, they have no ability to sustain themselves. They have no land of their own. They have no resources of their own. They become subjects of Pharaoh. And notice, he doesn't allow them to stay on the land. He removes them from the land and he brings them into the city. Now, they are most assured, they are most assuredly slaves of Pharaoh. And not only the the Hebrews will be slaves of Egypt, but the Egyptians are slaves of Egypt. And remember, when the world seeks power, the world seeks to control everything. And when governments lose their purpose, and their purpose is to ensure the natural rights of man, when governments lose their purpose and they begin to exist to self-perpetuate self themselves, easy for me to say, when they do that, you end up with the people enslaved to the government. And that is what's happening here. He says, and as for the people, he moved them into the cities from one end of the borders of Egypt to the other end. Only the land of the priest he did not buy, for the priest had rations allotted to them by Pharaoh. Notice, Pharaoh, the government is concerned about their God, but the people were not. He said, and they ate their rations which Pharaoh gave them, therefore they did not sell their lands. And notice, they're being rationed food, and obviously so, there's a famine. But, but we live in times and seasons, even today, 
where freedoms and powers and abilities are taken and they're sold at a price. And what we don't understand is the more the government gives us money, the more the money supply is increased, the less we're actually getting. And we've gone through many years, through many administrations, going back three and four administrations from where we are today, where the government saw as a, a method by which to mitigate issues and problems that they would buy off the people with money. And now there is so much money in circulation. The money supply of our nation is in such circulation that its value is beginning to precipitously drop in relation to the resources which the money is supposed to be used to uh, more easily purchase. And that's what's going on. That's what's going on in our country. <clears throat> and slowly, we're becoming enslaved. We're becoming enslaved to the government because people are reliant on the government for their sustenance and not their own forces, not their own strength, not their own ingenuity, but the government is controlling those things. And we've given it to them by allowing the government to freely give out money and to freely um, take more and more of our, our freedoms in order to pay for those handouts that they gave us. So they take from us and then give it back to us and take more from us because they had to give it to us. Wow. Says, then Joseph said to the people, indeed, I have bought you and your land this day for Pharaoh. Look, here is seed for you and you shall sow the land. Notice they're not sowing their land. They're sowing the land for eat, for Pharaoh. They no longer own the land. They no longer own the seed. Now they're sowing it for Pharaoh. And notice, here's the seed for you. You shall sow the land. Notice that seed is the seed they gave Pharaoh several years ago. They gave Pharaoh this seed, and now he's giving it back to them, but taking what is theirs in return. He says, here's the seed for you, and you shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass in the harvest that you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh. Now, I'm going to say this. Pharaoh's really nice here. Uh they're only having to give 20% of their resources to Pharaoh. They're only having to give 20% of what they make to Pharaoh. There are places in, in, in this country where you can give up to 50% of what you make to Pharaoh. And so he says, and it shall come to pass in the harvest that you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh. Four-fifths shall be your own as seed for the field and for your food for those of your household, and as food for your little ones. At least Joseph understood that if you begin to take too much away from people, that you disincentivize them actually creating wealth and creating income and creating opportunity for others. And so he only took one-fifth. Uh, I think that's probably a, a decent number. I think that actually probably is the right number, 20% to the government, and 80% for 20% for the natural rightful operations of the government and then 80% for ourselves but that's not the case and it's not the case in most situations and he said so they said you have saved our lives let us find favor in the sight of my lord and he will be Pharaoh's servants and we will be Pharaoh's servants notice they claim total allegiance to Pharaoh after Pharaoh has taken everything they have don't you see that? So they said, you have saved our lives. Let us find favor in the sight of my Lord. We want 
Pharaoh to love us. We want Pharaoh to give us his favor. And we will be Pharaoh's servants. We will be Pharaoh's slaves. And Joseph made it a law over the land of Egypt to this day that Pharaoh should have one-fifth, except for the land of the priest only, which did not become Pharaoh's. Notice, this story tells us that, that government took control and power by taking from the people in the times of plenty. And when the times of famine came, that, that which they took from the people, they used to purchase the freedom of the people, the power of the people, the control of the people. And then the people thanked the government for doing so and said, we'll pay you from now on 20% of what you gave us back after we gave it to you. And that's how a nation and a people become enslaved to institutions, which we call the government. That happened back then. Notice they started out free. They had their own herds. They had their own money. They had their own land. They had their own freedom. Pharaoh, in times of plenty, took what they had, stored it up, and when times of famine came and there was no resources to be had, he opened the floodgates of the resources which he had took and sold them back for all that they had. And at the end, not only were the children of Israel slaves to Egypt and Pharaoh was ruler of all things, but the Egyptians were also. And so oftentimes we talk about the children of Israel being in slavery in Egypt and we don't realize that the Egyptians were in slavery also. They owned no land. They had no access to their own resources. Everything that they had and everything that they did was owned by Pharaoh. The government owned everything. And I think that's an interesting tale. I think that's a little place in a little blurb in the book of Genesis that explains how things should not be and how things can be if you allow yourself to turn over what is at the very core of who you are, the God-given rights and freedoms that uh, we have, that we were endowed with by our creator and that cannot be alienated from us, but we can freely give it away if we want to, which the Egyptians did and the Egyptians suffered for it afterwards. Good lesson, something to ponder and think about something to consider. I think it's interesting that the Word of God deals with it almost four millennia ago. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.